Welcome to the Culture Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Walker, along with my co-host and brother, Ernest Childs. We're here to talk about the same old stuff we chop it up about every other day. To be real, we talk about anything, but the aim of this podcast is to have an open discussion about everything. It'll be spiritually based, but in real talk, so you won't have to worry about us sugarcoating the topics. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it. And if you don't, well, there's probably somebody somewhere who think you are right. Enjoy the show. This is what it sound like when we roll in our house still open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They say they can, they say they can't tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we roll in our house still open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. Okay. I charge five euros per hour. Five euros per hour? Mm-hmm. Great. I got a six euro per hour discount, so you actually owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> My five euros is on discount, too. <laughs> that promo code gone? Mm-hmm. Promo code denial E. Capital E at the end. <laughs> oh, you guys ready? Yeah. Everything's set up. Word, word, great. So, welcome to another episode of the Culture Bros Podcast. It's me, Jordan, along with my brother, Ernest, and special guest. I think you should introduce her a little bit more, because I'm probably going to, like, you might do the best (laughs) at it. So, all yours, bro. (laughs) And now, ringing to the mic. All the way from Kitasau, standing in at at six foot six foot tall, weighing in a hundred and I don't know how many pounds he weighs. You better not say that weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she is the lovely, the beautiful, the gorgeous, the spectacular, the amazing, suspend, stupendous, sensational. 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 Hey. She's my she's my lady. Denylee. I wish we had that little noise effect. <laughs> little air. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. How you doing, Denylee? How are things? How you living? I'm living life. Life is good. Living like Larry? <laughs> living like Larry, bro. I don't know who Larry is, but oh, if he's living like this, I'm living like him. <laughs> living like Larry, man. That's your, that's your life. Uh, that's gotta, life. You live like Larry. She got to live like Larry. You got to live like Larry. <laughs> but yeah, life's good. I'm chilling. I just come, got back from Curacao, so mm. I'm... Uh, Was it warm? Settling in... What? Was it warm? Of course. Oh. It's always warm. <laughs> What kind of question is that? It's always one day. Oh, because it's always cold here. I just want to be. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, it was warm. It was amazing. Oh, man. I'm happy for you. Had a good time with the family. Mm-hmm. I was sad to leave. Mm. Ain't we all, ain't we all got, but we all got to go out to the world and grow and all that other <laughs> stuff. You got to grow into the denial you are truly made to be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 
Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, did uh, you have uh, did you want to start on your topics or did you just want me to do my questions? How you want to? Nah, it's just your question. It's just your question, man. The reason after I found out she was gonna be available, I was like, bump it. You got it. Word, mm-hmm. word. So, first question for Denali is, tell me about yourself. It really wasn't a question. I kind of messed that part up. But tell me about yourself, your upbringing, what brought you over to the Netherlands, all the good uh, stuff. Tell okay. us about your culture. Okay. Um, how long do I have? Because I can just I can talk about it for so long. Hey, you got all the time in the world. I can cut anything that needs to be cut. Ah, okay. Well, basically about me. Okay. So my name is Dinai Lee. I'm from Curacao. I'm currently 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm living in the Netherlands. I've been living here ever since... I was 17, well, right before I turned 18, because my birthday is, is in September. So I've been here for almost four years. I moved here um, to go to the university after I finished high school. Um, it's a very common thing in Curacao. Once you're done with high school, uh, depending on what what educational level you are, you can either choose to, to come to the Netherlands to further... Uh, study or you can stay there and yeah, just choose whatever they have there at the university, but um, there's not a lot of options, so the majority of students do end up coming here to do their study, so you might find a lot of a lot of uh, Curacao people here in the Netherlands um, that either live as a student or just they stayed after um, yeah, I did notice around that area was a lot of y'all. Everybody was speaking the exact same yeah. language. I was like, is it just coincidental? But okay. <laughs> no, that no, that no. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's not only here, because in here where we are now in Maastricht, it's, it's not a, there's not a lot of, of uh, curious out students, though. But if you go to the bigger cities of the Netherlands, you definitely will find a lot more. So is so is like Carousel in the Netherlands like was it like a colony back in the day or like was, yeah okay yeah it was a colony back in the day um, and uh, it's still part of the kingdom kingdom nowadays but it has like a separate uh, state I don't know what it's called in English but um, uh, it's, it's like a self-governing I, state yeah 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 but what they don't teach in school here. Is that the only reason Curacao is part of the kingdoms? They used to transport slaves there to work on the the fields and stuff. So yeah, that's about yeah. That sounds about right. All the <laughs> <laughs> <Sounds> about right. <laughs> it's crazy because they don't teach it here, but they do teach us in, in Curacao, of course. Oh, that's fine. White people always been trying to like suppress the whole origin of the slave mm-hmm. trade. It's not yeah. new. We just all ended up in different places. Yeah. Yeah, all from the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but what else? What else about me? Um, oh, maybe what I do. I finished my bachelor last year. I'm currently doing my master's. About you. to finish two. At 21? Yeah, at 21. Look at you. <laughs> I only need to finish my thesis, and then I'm done for good with school I will no longer continue to at least study in like like this I would like probably do some courses or workshops or what's your uh, what's your major um in my master or my bachelor talk your shit because I don't know the difference (laughs) well how many you have 
Okay, let me try because I don't know how different this is from like the the um, American system. Mm-hmm. But I did my bachelor. I did my bachelor in um, health sciences with specialization in mental health, and then I did. I guess you can say that's my major, and I did a minor. It wasn't long though, for like six months um, of public health or something. Not public health, public health policy, something like that. I do remember what it's called like, precisely. Mm-hmm. And now my master, the master I'm doing is um, health and social psychology. Okay, so is that just like a specialty built on um, what your bachelor's gave you? Yeah, well, kind of, because I, I did health sciences, which is a bit different from psychology bachelor, but um, it did grab me um, the possibility to, to get into a psychology master, which is what I did. Nice, nice. That's all great. That's a lot. Hey, good for you going out there showing how to get things done. Twenty-one working on your masters. I don't think that I don't think I can name five people that could say that. Um, uh, next yeah. question: uh, How was growing up in Curacao? Growing up in Curacao, it was ah. I have to switch my mind because whenever I'm not there, it's hard to remember everything that went on but growing up in curacao was i guess i don't have anything to compare it to but i mean i guess it was fun (laughs) i mean yeah i went to school every day came back home chilled at the house did homework sometimes (laughs) um the same thing on repeat in the weekends we would visit my grandmas uh my cousins a lot more when when i was little but um, as we got older it got less and less. Uh, we would hang out a lot with my cousin as well. But yeah, I am like the smallest. Me and my siblings are the smallest cousin in, on both sides of the family. So all, all my other cousins are like older, like above 20, 30 and stuff like that. So yeah, how it was mostly like us. How many siblings you got? I have two. I have an older, an older sister and a younger brother. You middle child. Mm, sorry? I say you so you a middle child. I am a middle child. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything to compare to. I don't know. I don't. I don't think my my childhood was that exciting. <laughs> it's just like going <laughs> to school, coming home, doing homework. You know, um, hanging out with my siblings getting fights with them you know just the normal sibling stuff <laughs> yeah aside from that yeah i didn't I, I was not someone who left the house a lot i didn't really go out um and uh parties when i was a bit older and stuff like that it was mostly just i was mostly just at home and i had like, some close friends but yeah i started hanging out with them mostly um just a few years or yeah as when i was closer to graduating actually so, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty basic childhood, <laughs> but that's that's how it is in Curacao as well, or at least for me, because I I know that like in America stuff, I hear stories of people like just going out, like go to a friend's house and be more social kind of. But I don't know. I guess for me in Curacao, is, and we're not that that open, I guess, with the kids. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. How did your parents raise you? Or like, were they like real open, or were they kind of strict? Like, how's the culture of that? Um, for me, they weren't like super strict, but they weren't very 
open either. I would say they were protective, kind of, because they know of, like, again, I mean, of course, of how things can go wrong. Um, so they were very open, I'm not protective of us. My dad especially wouldn't really um, just let us go to someone's house if he doesn't know whose house we're going to, like if he doesn't know at least the parent or something like that. So he would want to, to know um, the parents before letting us like go to someone's house, yeah, um, stuff like that. And um, he would tell us, I remember my dad told me once, he was like, "Hey, you guys can go to parties when you're like 16 or something." And then I reached 16, <laughs> and I was like, "Nope." Uh, but I was never really into like parties and stuff like that. I, I don't like being in, in very crowded spaces. It makes me a bit anxious. So, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah, that's how that's how my parents were for the most time. But I guess for us, me and my siblings, we weren't really we weren't really interested in like really going out and stuff like that so i guess it made it easier on them as well you know yeah so they didn't have to to put like a lot of like rules or something on us but they did give us the option as well to to go out and and be be kids you know but um i guess i didn't really take that opportunity much because i mean i didn't like really going out anyways Mm. yeah Makes sense. So would you say like kind of that free upbringing and just the general calmness of your house, do you think that built on who you are now? And just like, cause you're really mild mannered. Like you, you don't seem to be a person that would just up and get angry at something or just like lash out oh, at anything. No. Hmm. That's a good question. I never really thought of it like very deeply. I just kind of took it as like, it is what it is, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Do you have to have something like maybe that I've told you about? About what? About me, like my childhood, help not helping but forming me as to what I am today. Uh, you talked a lot about um how you saw what you didn't like and did it with the opposite. Yeah, but like I'm very like mature. I've always been like kind of mature. I guess I hung out a lot with older people. Yeah. as well like or at least older generations even at, in high schools and stuff I, I hung out with my sister's generation my sister's two years older than me and I never really liked my generation to be honest <laughs> yeah I always found them like very childish so I didn't really like hanging out with them but I've always hung out with o- older generations and I guess maybe because my cousins as well were always like older so yeah maybe that's that's why that kind of helped as well yeah yeah, maybe um, also because um, because I knew I was like the youngest kind of. Uh, maybe I felt like I didn't really have a voice or my voice didn't really matter, so I never really. You never really spoke out that much. Yeah, yeah, or at least like in in big stuff, you know, like, I don't know. It was just easier for you to mind your own business than get involved in everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or just observe from the outside. Like, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, it was always grown up stuff happening, so I was just. Of just looking, <laughs> observing. Yeah, that that's definitely like a young younger sibling trait. Because I did the same yeah. thing. Like I'm the youngest of five, so I got to oh, watch. Wow. Yeah, I got to watch every one of my other siblings like mess something up at some point, yeah. and I just understood. <laughs> don't do it like that. Like if yeah. I wanted to go out, for instance, and I would see my mom tell my sister, "No, you can't go out because you didn't." 
you know, make your bed or you can't go out because you didn't do the dishes. You can't do this because you didn't do that. I just yeah. kept picking a lot of that stuff up because as the youngest and also my mom kind of split things up between my sisters and me and my brother. Me and my brother did more of the manual labor, like cutting the grass, taking the trash <laughs> yeah. out. And my sisters did more of the washing dishes, but it was interchangeable whenever people had to do it. But I understood that. So if I wanted to go out and do something, like if me and Ernest were about to go somewhere, I'd just go ahead, make up my bed, clean my room, clean the kitchen, clean the living room, clean everything pretty much so by the time <laughs> yeah. i went to my mom in the first place and i asked her hey can i go out and she would just start asking bad. me and i kept doing it so many times yeah. she just stopped asking it because she already knew he he probably did it already and if he didn't yeah. it's not common for him so yeah being a younger sibling helps out with that a lot yeah. and we're also really sneaky because we know how to like Yay. look out for things like okay like we could just sit yeah. back watch people do dumb stuff and not say anything yeah i can relate 100 percent. that used to be me like seriously <laughs> even when I, when I would ask my dad to go somewhere i would ask him first what do you what what does your schedule look like tomorrow what do you have to do <laughs> oh, but, and then i'll be like okay so how about at four we have to go to the meeting before you leave the house you leave like 30 minutes earlier, you drop me up here, and then you go to your meeting, and then when you're done with your meeting, you, you pass by and you pick me up. Like I would I would make everything like so perfect that he wouldn't even get a chance to say no, but sometimes they would try to find loopholes and be like, yeah, but do you have money? Or who's gonna pay for you? Or yeah. something like that. And I always had money, kinda, uh, from allowances. So it was like whatever they tried to, to think of, I already thought of it already. So, yeah, I was super sneaky in that sense as well, like super sneaky and do everything as well beforehand so that they really can't have anything against me. Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. I always saved up all the money. I started, I would make, yeah. find different ways to make money around the neighborhood. I used to take <laughs> a lady's trash down at the top of our neighborhood. She would give me like five or $10, maybe 20. It was really random, but I just did it just being yeah. nice. And she just kept giving me money. So I just took it. I would go around, cut grass, and every time I would ask, same thing. My mom at first would try to find the loopholes of like, do you even have money to go to the skating rink? Yeah, do you have yeah, money I'm to go do that. this? And at, again, after a certain amount of time, my mom just stopped asking the question because she just understood. She was like, he has money. I don't know where yeah. he's getting money from. And she kept noticing I took, I would take the lawnmower, and it was a push lawnmower too. That sucked because all the neighborhoods were, it was so hot. It was so hot in Georgia. I'm just pushing that bad boy with a gasoline can everywhere, just trying to cut a few yards. And at first, she tried to tell me not to do it. And then I started sneaking and doing it when she was at work. And she just kind of knew at that point there was nothing she could do. At, at least I was doing something productive and not selling drugs, you know? Yeah, that's what I always say. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So next question, and this is going to involve Ernest because it's kind of a you answer, he answer kind of thing. What behaviors do you like about each other and what behaviors do you dislike about each other? Ooh, go first. Wow. Yeah, because I've been talking, so. Hey, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> I talk all the time on this podcast. Man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> hey, young boy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 yo, hey, young boy. Let, let me tell you something. Let, let, let me tell you something real quick. 
I'm like, this is he this at this moment I'm like I have no idea what you guys are even talking about. <laughs> Oh, no, I just know we were after like most like a comedian or something like that. Yeah. Let me say something. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> you think you're stuck in the loop? <laughs> uh. <laughs> you get stuck in the loop. I said, that's some dudes who talk like that, though, for real, though. They'll keep saying, let me tell you something. <laughs> like three, four times, but they tell you. Hey, young buck. Hey, 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 young buck. Young buck. Hey, hey, blood. Hey, blood. Let me tell you something quick. Hey, nephew. Hey, nephew. Everything but your name. Everything but your name. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, like, things I like, I don't like. Oh, man. Uh, I say don't like, man. That's always the easiest. <laughs> I know for me it is. Um, actually, to me, no, that's, it's hard. It's sometimes hard, to be honest. Really? I'd be, so, be so chill. I'd be like, unless it's like something that stands out and really gets on my nerves, it's hard for me to point it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Let me tell you something, George. I didn't. I didn't been. Uh, I didn't deal with so many different people, some really uh, difficult people. So when I hang out with chill people, it's kind of hard for me to point out stuff. Cause I just, I'm just really chill. It takes a lot to get to me, you know, in general. Um, but I would say, oh man, this I don't like. I, I hate. I this is in general, but I guess it could fit you too. But I, I don't like. Oh. We're talking about me in general. No, I'm just okay. <laughs> um, Unless I do it too. No, okay. I guess I, I guess you could say I didn't like it, but when you when you when you didn't early on, when you didn't see who I was, or you didn't accept my uh, efforts. I think I ain't like I ain't like that. But now, but what now? About now, oh, you good? No. No, but I mean, is there anything that you don't like about me now? Um, nigga, she um, pick her nose. She wrote. She scratched her butt at inappropriate times. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah. She don't brush her teeth in the morning and try to go for a kiss. <laughs> I know that that would irritate the hell out of me. Like brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. You know, you know, in the army, man, you, you smell some bad breath. So I don't. You know, her, her morning breath ain't got none on some of them sergeants, bro. <laughs> Ooh, but, but you ain't kissing it. Hopefully, I would say, you ain't I would kissing say, I would say at times she could be she could be bossy. Yeah. Because I, because I'm not, I'm not bossy. You know, I'm very chill. I don't, I don't pressure people. Like, right, it's like right. either you do it or you don't. It's like whatever to me. You know, but she could be bossy. So that's what you don't like. <laughs> yeah. So the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't got to a point where I had to say something. So it's like. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what I do like, uh, she, go, she a go getter, man. She put her mind to something. She gonna do it. Uh, I like that. It, it um. <laughs> I don't know. I always, always, I always love the fact she had to drive. It kind of goes in hand in hand with the bossiness, so <laughs> I guess if someone's in my way, said, I'm gonna, eh, you could do without it sometimes. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something real quick. Let me tell you something real quick. <laughs> <laughs> sit your, sit, go sit your ass. But <laughs> no, uh, I, I like her. I like her drive. She and she gets she gets stuff done and uh, she's quick to resolve conflict. So I think that's probably the number one thing I like. Cause uh, one thing I don't like I don't like petty women. Yo, I don't like petty games. I feel you. You want to make me mad? <laughs> you want to be mad? Start playing some petty <laughs> some petty games and stuff like that. I don't like that. So the fact that you know she she'll she'll tell me how she feels even if she's feeling if she got to add to it something like that she'll let me know and I, I like I like that. 
Yeah. I ain't got to play the guessing game. But like, what's wrong with you? Even I don't like women being hate. I think it's <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, so I guess, which I think with the whole bossy thing, I think it's just all about delivery. Because mm-hmm. I I come, I come from a you know my family ain't nobody ain't nobody boss me around. Yeah, you know, you know my dad a strong dude, but he he just walked in his power, so he don't he don't never yell. You know, not even trying to get you to do something. Yeah. You know? So uh, my house has always been peaceful and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't respond well to harsh di- directors from close people. Now, being in the Army, if I don't know you, I really don't care. You can talk to me any kind of way. It ain't going to phase me. But when, when I let people in and they talk to me any kind of way, I probably ain't going to say nothing. I probably just swallow it. Probably my first thing because I'm not a dude who lashes out either. So, Word. so, so yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, Mr. Niley. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Um, let me say first what I don't like. What I don't like is sometimes, but this is okay. No, I'm saying this first, and then I'm gonna say the good thing. You can make okay. up a name if you need to. Make up a name? Yeah, I was about to say if you're about to use an example, feel free to call him Billy. Oh no no no! <laughs> no wait! Oh my goodness! I just lost my train of thought. Uh, what was I about to say? What you don't like. What I don't like, but I was going to say something that I had in my head just a few minutes ago. Mm. Mm, I guess, I guess the thing I don't like the most, I would say, is the fact that, or I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I don't like it, but I'm like, I guess I, I would say I'm more like confused by it, <laughs> is the fact that, that, um, Trey doesn't always have structure when it comes to some things or or organization, I guess. But um, what I do like about him, which kind of balances that out or kind of like totally removes that, is the fact that he's always willing to try um, new things and he's very flexible. So it's not because he doesn't have like a structure or isn't um, like completely organized as I am because I can be super organized as well so I'm not going to expect him to be as organized as I am mm-hmm. but the fact that he's like moldable I really like that and um, it's like he's not gonna I have something to work with you know so it's not like because he doesn't have like a, an, an organization something or whatever that is always going to be like that like uh, I can give him something and he can he can use it or stick with it and it will be all fine but I know that that would take time, and I can see that it, it's taking time as well, of course, because, you know, if, you're, if you've always been like that and now you're learning something new, it's going to take time to get used to. But I can see that it's getting better right. for sure. Right. Right, dude? Yeah. <laughs> hey, she just told you something. She just told you something. Okay, so next question. What about yourselves would you like to change or build on? This is for both of you again. Some characteristics, anything. Oh, you want to go first? You can go for it. Oh, shoot, I was hoping you could go first. <laughs> um, what would I like to work on? I think for me is patience in different areas. Come on, Shima. Jay, oh, are you, are ourselves you... or for each other? Oh, yourselves. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patience in 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 certain areas, because I think I've always kind of been a bit impatient, and I'm 
working on it. I, I can see that I've been more patient in, in different areas, but there's still some, some areas that I need to improve on and not get irritated because when I get impatient, I get irritated and I just want to get things done. You know, I want to get it over with. So I need to, I need to chill sometimes in some, in some moments. So yeah, I think I would say that mostly because once I, if I have patience, then I won't get irritated and, you know, I won't get the whole domino effect. So yeah, that's for me. What about you, babe? Uh, well, me, I, uh, I think what I'm working on is just building structure and becoming more efficient with time, time management. So uh, that's always something I've been aware of. Uh, but I just gotta get better at it. The thing is, I'm so sometimes so nonchalant. <laughs> it's like I be like whatever, <laughs> and and sometimes it's like okay, I need to figure out how to channel. Uh, you know, I guess just find a find a way to work, find a system that works for me. because uh, I can easily pick up habits. Because I notice when I pick up bad habits easily, where I do something different and I stick with it, and now it's a part of my routine. So uh, it's all about just trying to find a routine, find a, uh, a system that works that I can function in that you know really allows me to maximize my time and maximize my opportunities. So cool, cool. All sounds good and positive. How much do y'all trust each other to develop those characteristics you just described? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, cause great, cause I'm I'm really patient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly, I, but that's what my dad always taught me: never be in a rush. Yeah. So, so you know, he's like, anytime you start rushing, you break stuff, or you hurt yourself, you hurt somebody else. So, it's always been, and you know, military, right? Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So, you know, I I rather I would rather be slow and do something right than try to rush and do something wrong and have to backtrack and do it all over again. So, um, and that's because I tried to rush things before and messed up. So mm-hmm. I think it's been <laughs> it's just been ingrained in me to, to, to move methodically and uh, slowly. So I guess, you know, having that kind of demeanor and I even seen it now, how that's rubbed off with her. Yeah, uh, definitely. So definitely. Right. But no, I trust I trust he will. He, I mean I, I can see already how he's doing better. So the more I I I guess you can say kinda give him something to work with yeah he'll use it you know so that's good right right and that patience even if y'all take steps back is still the patience that's going to help you go forward in the future yeah but i i know that seeing him being so patient as well also like kind of helps me to stay calm you know yeah yeah because if i'm like getting irritated or whatever and he's like so chill i'm like okay we're gonna leave chill you know yeah it's hard to give that energy back when you're just too mad and angry <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm, I'm never mad though why aren't you mad <laughs> hey jay jay i'm telling you there's been women before who looked at me and was like i want to know what makes you upset like why are you so chill like there's no way you should be like this like there gotta be something and then they get mad when we mess around and laugh at that stupid question <laughs> i'm like uh i know right uh, i don't know i don't know what makes me mad but i'd rather you not Try to poke at it. I know, right? <laughs> but I used to be like that too, though. Wondering what makes him mad. Yeah. A lot of people get confused by it. He don't get mad. I'm the same way. I don't get mad at that much. 
I'm very rational in things. I just make decisions. Like I decided not to be a coworker's friend because he decided to say <laughs> some bigoted stuff last time we yeah. were at work. I was like, word, let's just keep things professional. And he was telling me, oh, well, we don't have to, we could try to hash it out later. It doesn't, we could try to figure it out, talk about other things. And I told him, I was like, a bigoted mindset doesn't have room to change. If you let go of the bigotry, come back. But if you don't, I don't feel like entertaining it. That's where it is. It's professional. I'm no different from how I'm professional, except I'm not going to try to make you feel comfortable anymore. It's just this needs to be done and have you done it. That's all I'm going to be with you. But yeah, got to draw them lines, you know? Mm-hmm. Got to let people know. <laughs> got to let them know. So what from y'all past relationships do you not want to repeat? Oh, man. <laughs> Number one thing. Uh, oh, this well, I, I, well, I, I, I think that, they, well, I say two things, but one, I say right. one thing, one thing cancels, cancels itself out just because of the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was, I learned, I was like, I'm not going to try to be, I'm not going to say that. Yes. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, say it. Say no, it. We, got, we got nothing I'm to not hide. That. I'm not going to say it like that, but I ain't going to be Captain Sable. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I was done trying to play this hero role and try to... <laughs> I know what you was going to say. Uh, you know, try to heal women with, with not just women, but people in general, you know. Not put, not extend myself to the point where I lose myself trying to feel, up, feel voids that people have in their own hearts and their own minds and stuff. So, and I, I learned, it was like, you can't pour into a into a vase that has a hole in it expect it to overflow you, you can't do that for the listeners so, that are listening to this podcast what Ernest is trying to get around to is he ain't saving these hoes no more <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, was, I was like I ain't gonna say it like that I ain't gonna say it like that I ain't gonna say it like that Jordan hey, is hey, you know, Ernest's angry translator, angry translator and I'm still time. doing my job I'm still on stand <laughs> Ernest is lo- no longer gonna save these hoes so for all the ones out there that think he got a cape on his back he don't <laughs> thank oh you. man that's funny thank you thank you my, my brother <laughs> my angry trainer <laughs> oh my gosh i got you um, i like how you knew what i wanted to say too i know? knew as soon as I, I think i knew as soon as he started to describe it i was like i know what he wanted to say oh man the second thing is uh i'm gonna speak my mind more um, I'm very passive. Uh, I'm, like I said, I can be very like is what it is to a point where it's like I can have an issue and I'll just swallow it, you know, because I didn't feel comfortable enough to just say what's on my mind. And so, for the sake of finger finger quotation peace, I would swallow a lot of stuff that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but now I trust the I trust the relationship. I trust the person, and uh, I just say what's on my mind, even if it's negative or like okay this is how i feel and i don't like this something like that so uh yeah yeah well, that's probably lack of communication never solved any problems <laughs> true that's that. true true that, that you know closed mouths don't get fed bro damn right sitting there drinking your spit looking stupid <laughs> hey hey wait wait what's what's what i don't need it <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait hey that's how folks look in relationships <laughs> i don't need it <laughs> He's sitting there looking stupid as hell. 
Like, why are y'all mad at each other? Because he don't understand this. Well, did you ever tell him? I don't need to tell him. Okay. Okay, we got mind readers here. Okay. We got mind readers y'all here. Must be, y'all must be <laughs> X-Men because you out here reading minds. That's crazy. I didn't know real-life mutants existed. <laughs> out here oh, going man. crazy thinking we can read minds. Guys do it too, so don't get it confused. We be sitting around with our arms crossed. <laughs> Why is she cooking up dinner today? She know I'm hungry. Looking dumb as hell. If you don't make yourself a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. But what about you, Denali? What do you not want to repeat? I'm thinking. Um, what I don't want to repeat, which I know already, it's not going to repeat itself because I've grown so much and I am like a stronger person now. But it's like um, to not kind of lose myself. Kind of like. Um, forget who I am as a person for the sake of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like what my what my my values are as a person, my standards and stuff like that, for the sake of keeping the relationship alive. Right. You know, because I've completely lost myself, I guess, and mm-hmm. uh, I've pushed away standards, values, everything just to keep the relationship going. And um, when I looked back or after the relationship, I I didn't like that. Even in the relationship, I, I wasn't, you can tell that I wasn't happy, but, yeah, you know, um, you just, you don't, you when you've been long with the person, you know, you try to do everything you can mm-hmm. to make it work. But when you're the only person doing everything you can, it can get exhausting right right you don't want to be the martyr for your emotions anymore in a relationship yeah so yeah that that's what i would say but i mean um after that as well i i really focused on myself and um grew as a person and even when searching or not i wasn't even searching for a relationship to be honest but i i knew after that like what i didn't want what i wanted what i was looking for and everything you know and I told myself as well, I was like, my next relationship is going to be my last relationship because I ain't got time for this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was that was my thing because I, I was very sure of what I was not going to get myself into, you know. And I had no doubt that it was going to was gonna go the way it's supposed to go if I, if I approached it the right way and uh, choose the right person, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, good stuff, guys. We're doing good. <laughs> so, uh, what would you would you consider yourself more of a pessimist or optimist? Oh, I'm full up optimist. Oh my gosh, I'm an optimist. Call me Prime. Okay, no. I'm a dragon Prime. <laughs> Autobots. <laughs> Long dramatic monologue. <laughs> Rope. <laughs> Look at my eye roll. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But uh, but yeah, I, I always look to the brighter side of things. Uh, I never, I never try to, t- I never try to take a negative view. Um, you know, so it's it's all about perspective and focus. And that's what mm-hmm. life of life's about. You know, um, you know that's how wisdom is gained. You know, wisdom comes through suffering and pain. But if 
if wisdom and suff if, if if wisdom and suffering went hand in hand, the whole world should be wise because the whole world suffers together. But it's all about how you approach the pain, how you approach that uncomfortable situation, how you uh, approach those hard times. You know, if you have the right mindset, if you have a mindset of like, okay, this challenge is gonna make me better, this challenge is gonna make me stronger. You go into it with confidence. You go into it expecting to, to receive something good out of it, which you will if you if you approach it the right way. So that's always my, been my life. It's always been uh, my my focus. Even as a kid, you know, I remember me and you, me and you used to go fishing and stuff like that. And you know, even when it was a, a long day fishing, we not catch anything. I always had hope that that next cast was gonna catch something. That next cast, you know, yeah. which made it hard to leave because I was always expecting the good. And uh, I, I live a, a, a wonderful life having that perspective. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess for me, I would say I'm kind of, I mean, I guess like you said, it's, it's about the focus, what you focus on. Because I wouldn't say like I'm only optimistic and not at all pessimistic. Mm -hmm. I guess I have a view on both. And when I, I was raised as well, not in a pessimistic way, but my dad was always like, oh, watch out for this, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was yeah. always, it wasn't necessarily pessimistic, but it was, like, always kind of, yeah, warnings and stuff like that. So <laughs> it made it it made it made hard to uh, always have, like, an optimistic view. But um, I guess I guess because of that as well, I kind of gained, like, a, a perspective of always, like, oh, but it's not always like this, you know, as well as when you go out in the world and you see that what your parents tell you is not always, or at least for me, it's not always like true or whatever. Yeah. So you're like, oh, but there, there are some alternatives or some good things out there, you know. So I've always like after that, I've always like had this view of, oh, it could be like this as well. It could be this way as well, like a, a better view. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess it kind of also comes after I've already thought of like the other stuff beforehand, you know. But I don't focus on the bad stuff. I focus on the on the good things in order to do what I have to do or to get through some stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's how, I guess, <laughs> I would say I, it is for me. Yo, Jay. Yo. I told my mom about this perspective the other day. I talked to her about, like, my outlook on life. My mom, and I told her, I was like, you know, it's from my childhood, you know, like, being in the environment I was raised in. My mom told me, she said, oh, we did not introduce you to the real world. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, Ma, I was like, you know, you guys taught me the right way. And, you know, mm -hmm. and so I expect things to be good. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the expectation. Just like how sometimes all people may bring negative expectations to put on people. Mm -hmm. And you can, and, and you know, you got to kind of prove yourself or, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like, with me, it's like, okay, you innocent to proven guilty. You know, I'm going to give you that benefit of the doubt. I'm going to expect the best from you, you know. And if you don't give it, all right, cool. I just know how to deal with you now. You know, it's no, no slight on me. It's just more, show about, more about you. So, you know, I, I, like I said, I love to have that, that perspective. It, it gives people that room to, to truly um, just show who they are. I, I think that's the, that's the beautiful thing about it, you know, to give people that opportunity to either prove they got what kind of heart they got. So they see what kind of yeah. they can expose them and, and give them freedom to to expose who they really are. Yeah, whether that be good or bad. And um, so, because I we know how sometimes if you continue to look at somebody a certain way, they they just going to try to fit the label. Yeah. So, and uh, we see that we see that now, you know, in a lot of different ways.
Uh, but I really want to give people that that benefit of the doubt. And yeah. but thing is, people people look at me and they say, "Oh, you naive, or you you really foolish, or you can't just trust people like that." And it's like, I'm not naive. I'm not slow. I observe. I, I watch. You know. At the same time, you know, you gotta you gotta really just believe the best. You know, and, and you know they say like, okay, a fish that only grow as big as the tank that you put it in. You know, so I want to give people that that the opportunity to really show how big they can be. You know, uh, but if you want to be small, you want to be small-minded. You got a small heart. I know where to place you at. Not saying I'm gonna treat you wrong. I say I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, treat you differently. But I'm gonna limit that type of access you have to my life. Yeah. Because I know I can always control my re- my reaction and how I respond. And I control who I put in my circle close to me. And I don't do drama. I don't do unrest. <laughs> I don't do I don't do pettiness. I don't do none of that stuff. So if you if you are like that, you will slowly see yourself out of that circle. Yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy because for, for me, it's like I I really have to train myself to to not give into like pessimistic thoughts and stuff like that, you know. But I guess it's been normal for me as well to to not really look at things like that because, I mean, honestly, since I'm someone who really likes to get things done, if I have that view on life, I'm I'm gonna be stuck somewhere, <laughs> you know. I'm not going to be moving forward. So I always, everything I approach, especially if it's like big things or whatever, I always like tell myself, well, what, what would be the worst case scenario? You know, I'm not going to die. So as long as I'm not going to die, <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. You know, I always try to try to find like the bright side and everything. But I, that comes literally after I've already like, I've already thought of everything that can go wrong, kind of, but it, it goes automatic. So yeah yep yep i i hear everything y'all say all is very sound stuff and this was more of a general question to set up just kind of a weird dichotomy of how pessimism and optimism works because as opposite as they sound they could both be used in the opposite way to mean each other for instance Mm -hmm. uh productive pessimist is isn't a pessimist they're a skeptic which everybody says to be a healthy skeptic about everything. Whenever you go into a situation, don't assume everything will be good. Always have that idea on hand and understand where your goal is. And in that is optimism. So it's born of itself. And a bad optimist is ignorant. Somebody that's always (laughs) happy and just thinking everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. Nobody's ever going to do them bad is ignorant. And it's born from optimism, just as a skeptic is going to be born from a pessimistic mindset, but it could all be interchanged between each other. And it's a yin-yang that exists. There's always a balance with everything. If you're just always going to come into every single situation as an optimist, but you have that skeptic's mindset, then you've already set yourself up for success. You see the long goal already, but you understand there's going to be potholes on the way. Mm -hmm. If you're a pessimistic optimist, then you're going to scrutinize all those potholes to make sure that you're not, if you do have to go over one, which ones are going to do the least amount of damage on the way to your goal. So it's a good balance to always have with each other. It's never going to be 50-50 with most people. Some people are going to be more cup half full, cup half open, but if you drink the water, you're going to get hydrated, right? That's kind of the goal. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. And for the last question, this is going to be for both of you. 
how have your feelings evolved for each other since you've met? Ooh, this is a question, babe. Um, it's my question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, John, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> so my feelings, man. Um, well, like when I first met, when I first met Denivy, uh, I, I, I was already attracted to it off the rip, you know. Mm-hmm. Off the jump, I met her. You know, she was she was looking good, man, and she was so different. Hey. She was so different from. I was like, "What kind of black person are you?" Because <laughs> she looked, she looked, she looked like, she looked like, I, she looked just black, you know. But she was a black person who spoke some language that sounded like Spanish but wasn't Spanish, mm-hmm. and she spoke Dutch. I was like, "What black people speak Dutch?" <laughs> I mean, this is weird, you know. Dutch people talk with their throat, so that's so weird. And so, um, yes, I was, I was so, I was so curious about who she was, and so, so you know, when I when we first met, you know, I, you know, I tried to, I think I tried to, I made moves. I was trying to hang out with her a lot, you know. And it was the first time that I liked somebody in a long time where they were actually in my vicinity. You know, being in the military, like I, I yeah. everybody I liked, man, was long distance, yeah. so. And I got burned last time, you know, with long distance before, because it's like I missed a lot of stuff because I really wasn't there to see. You know, I say long distance don't work, you know, but it's only as good as the information shared. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in a long distance relationship and, you're, and the person is not being 100% authentic and, and being truthful to you, then you're not going to see the whole picture. Right. So, um, so with that being said, I, I was really happy that, that I had I had feelings for somebody who – was oh, yeah somebody who was close to me like the girl lived five minutes down the road like legit so you know we saw each other a lot like she was always in my house uh you know sorry at church so i got to see her in several different environments you know uh and not just her in her treatment of me but in her treatment of people around her so that that really gave me a lot of confidence to see the heart of the person yeah and stuff like that and so of course my feelings grew and um and i, I knew i, I should have known it was really deep when i began to because you do stuff to me jay like people do you could do something i'll be like whatever I'll, I'll brush it off mm-hmm. but you know when you met somebody i care about it really hits me deep so when she started talking about like her past her past relationships and how she got did and she was done wrong or whatever I didn't know the impact it hit me, but because I knew I, really, I guess I really loved her, and that's early on. That was like, man, four, four months or so after meeting her and stuff like that. And so, you know, my feelings began to grow, and um, you know, we had a moment where she, she really didn't see me like that the way I saw her romantically. Mm-hmm. And so the dynamic of the, of the relationship changed drastically, but. I was probably fine switching to being a friend, you know. And no, I was because <laughs> after a while I had moved on, I started talking to other women and stuff like that mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and but I should have known, uh, well, I didn't know, do it, know I, I did care about it because she, I put myself in a position to be hurt by her, mm-hmm. and I've never been hurt by somebody in my life, like, never. Like I've hurt, I felt pain because I, because somebody else was hurting, or I felt pain because I felt like I hurt somebody, but me, somebody actually hurting me, hurting my feelings, huh? Never. <laughs> so, you know, but that show, I guess I, 
I really wasn't that committed, you know, and uh, before with other people, because you can only be hurt if you let yourself be vulnerable. Yeah. So, uh, and it's not like I was protecting myself before. I think I just I, like I said before, I I saw her heart, so I trusted myself. I trusted my heart with her, you know, and I fully fully gave it gave it all to her, and what that does put you in a position to be hurt. But the thing is, when she hurt me, it was like. I didn't because I knew her heart. I didn't hold it against her, and I knew and forgiveness was like the first thing that came to my mind to make sure she was okay. Because I knew if I tell her she hurt me, she'll be hurt by the fact that I'm hurting. So you know, I was automatically thinking about her, even to miss my. By the time I couldn't even get over my pain before I'm already thinking about her. <laughs> so you know, I knew that that type of love was real, and this was like during the time when we were just friends. You know, yeah. so I was like, dang, that was kind of that was kind of crazy, which I was fine with, and so but. When it, when it changed again and she came to me uh, let me know how she felt and stuff like that um, you, it got to a romantic type relationship it got to be built on top of the friendship mm-hmm. uh, which was which was really amazing so I, I think that was everything I, ever, I always I always wanted out of a out of woman I always wanted to have a friend I always wanted to have somebody I can trust so being able to see her in, in, in the way she treats her friends the way she carries herself in all these different type of environments and getting to a point where I had a chance to view her, I could step out on confidence with that and actually, you know, get into a relationship again. Cause it's, you know, it's been a while since I got into a relationship and actually spoke publicly about a woman I was with. So it was really nice to, to be in that position. A whole story. <laughs> first, time I, first time I told it like that, actually. Yeah. Very nice, babe. Good job. Thank you. Ah, for me. Wow. Okay. So, in the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> he, um, he did make moves, but I was I I, I wasn't catching it to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was not catching it. No. Jay, he was he was throwing. Jay, he was throwing the, the, the fat. You was throwing MLB pitches, and she was in. Ju- I'm, 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 I'm right on the pipe, she bro. In the, I'm she telling was you. in the little league. Like, she ain't know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, look, there were times where she. She missed church, but then sometimes she missed church, right? And you I, did. I missed church. She missed church too. <laughs> and nah, because she went to see visit her cousin and stuff. But yeah. whatever. And I'd be like, I'm like, oh, I missed you, or whatever. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I can come over though. I was always <laughs> asking to come over our house. Always asking to come over, you know. And so. Yeah, yeah I think I, maybe it's, it was a culture thing. I don't know, but I guess I had like in my head of how he would have to approach me, kind of. Because I knew, I knew, I did get, like, the feeling, like, I knew that he, he, like, had interest. But I guess I was just searching for something different than what he was giving. Was I not aggressive enough? No. No, I guess, I don't know. It wasn't the right pitch, man. I I guess so, you know. I I guess I wasn't being uh, aggressive and straightforward enough. Maybe it was culture, um, language barrier as well. I don't know. It was something. But because when we looked back, I definitely saw it. But... At the time, I didn't see it. Or, I don't know. Maybe, but no, but no, maybe but God no. Me, <laughs> but you also, you were just out of a relationship, too. That probably played a role as well. Yeah, but I wasn't, like, fresh out of a relationship. It like, was pretty fresh, though. I mean, yeah, but it, anyways, that's besides the point. Ooh, she said she dropped um, them off like a bag of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, it was because, you know. It wasn't, like, fresh. I mean, compared to no, you, then, yeah, it was fell off. Fresh. Yeah, because you, you, ta- you were still talking to me about him, and you were yeah, still dealing with him. Yeah, but I was, like, done. 
Anyways, that's not the question. Let's. <laughs> these are just things that went into this, you know, because <sighs> I was still hearing about this guy. By the time I was really trying to go somewhere, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a bad breakup of like, okay, we're not talking to each other anymore. We were still like kind of interacting. Yeah, we were still like, I mean, we were just friends. We were just like, talking here and there. But I mean, because I changed a lot as a person during like a short period of time, it was very hard for him to cope with that as well. So I, I had some some drama that came up after that. It wasn't really related to relationship. Really, it was just oh, you changed. Why did you change? Blah blah blah. I mean, anyways, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, in the beginning, he was he was trying to do something, but I I didn't catch it, and I was so confused because I was like, I know he has interest, but I don't see it. Like, but I see it, but I don't. So I was confused, <laughs> and I think I think I was so focused. Um, I guess this this is a part of like I guess you can say of how recent I got out of the relationship but because of that because I just got out of the relationship not too too long before I, I wasn't really looking for a relationship and also um, I kind of had in my head already like uh, ideas of what I absolutely did not want or what I want blah blah so I was I guess I you can say I was scanning him to see if he had anything that I did not want mm-hmm. in a in a guy and instead of looking at the the good things, like what he was actually showing me. Mm-hmm. So I guess I didn't really see him for who he was. And that really, really got in the way of me accepting him and uh, being able to, to grow feelings and stuff for him. Um, but, yeah, like I said, we, we, we were good friends. In the beginning, it, I, don't know, I don't know if we would even say that we had something. I mean, there was something, but not really. But then I was like, you know what, I'm, I I don't want this. So we didn't even talk about it. I just like took a step back, and uh, I'm sorry, but that what happened. Yo, Jay, Jay, let me tell you something. Well, I went I went I went away for a month for uh, NCO training school, NCO training leadership school. Yeah. I come back, she fell back. I said, dang. So yeah. you know, so I, me, you know how we go, we got vibe really. Yeah. You know, so it's like. So it was just a, a drastic step back or whatever in that in that realm of our romantic stuff. I just I was just like, all right, cool, you know. I just like whatever, it's, yeah, it's cool. We didn't talk about it, but um, I remember I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to close that door or the possibility completely. But also I didn't want it to become anything. So my in my head, what the best thing to do was like, let's not talk about it, but let's take a step back which yeah. horrible thing I wouldn't recommend anyone to do that <laughs> um, because you can actually just talk about it and be, be fine Yeah. but that caused me to really because I didn't since we didn't talk about it I didn't know at what point he really stopped liking me mm. I, I, I never I never tell you I never tell you probably never stopped because no. I kept dropping too because I didn't like I didn't talk to anybody around here at least in the in this group of people we hung around, I didn't I didn't try to talk to anybody, and even when I did talk to other people, like even from the states, I didn't talk about my relationships. But not really more so. Uh, I didn't talk to them about her, talk to about her about other women, because I of course I I wanted the door to be open for her. But in the end, I was really really close to going going public with another girl and really solidifying something. So it really you know everything kind of worked out at the right time, because I was. You know, by that time I was I was really about to move on. You know. Yeah. 
And for me, I was just trying to figure out what was going on with myself, I guess, because I knew that I didn't really like him like that or at least enough to have something. But then at the same time, I know that I had moments where I'm like, if I don't like him, then why am I doing this? Or why am I feeling like this? Or why am I worried about this, you know? And so I was like, I didn't really understand what was going on. And I remember I used to pray a lot during those times. Every time that I would do something towards him, and one of those times would cause the um, the situation with me hurting hurting him as well. Um, I was like, why why am I doing this? You know, what is happening? I, I didn't really like how I would I would behave here and there. And so I would pray about him. Like I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's this if this is me liking him or not. And then I was just praying to God to like either give me feelings or remove whatever feeling that was there because I didn't like being in between. And so um, more towards the end, I guess kind of one day I just woke up with feelings and then I, I told him. And I didn't tell him to get anything out of it. I was just telling him because we really started working on our friendship um, after that as well because our friendship was kind of, it was good but it has some some holes in it <laughs> or some i don't know some some interesting i don't know how to best describe it because no. we had we had a really solid foundation as friends yeah. but there were some some awkward situations here and you didn't there. get me yeah i guess that, that, that would be more she didn't get, didn't get me him. yeah i'll I probably find on my end as far as like me and her i just yeah. I, I don't think i said we didn't do well at least on my end is like communicate doing that Communication, yeah. communication about the romantic feelings yeah, early on. Yeah, like you know, friend-wise, everything was good, yeah. but I guess since that thing we never communicated about it since the beginning, it kind of just got dragged into like our entire friendship, and and there was always that awkwardness of uh, I don't know <laughs> if you like me or not kind of thing. But um, afterwards, um, um, I talked to not that talked to him, but we started talking a bit more, and uh, I really wanted to to establish good communication between us and uh, transparent communication as well because with our other friends we really had like really good communication it was only between me and him things were a bit rocky so once that kind of started <laughs> or at least for me i had really good communication with my other friends but anyways um once that kind of started um we started having, having good communication. I guess I got to see, like, a glimpse of, oh, okay, I can see who he really is and stuff like that. And I don't know, maybe that initiated the feelings. But, um, yeah. And then just one day I had feelings. I told him, and then I left. <laughs> <laughs> I left for Curacao for uh, two weeks for my sister's wedding. Um, yeah. And then things started happening after that. And from December, that was in December, um, from December until now, which were like in June, the feelings grew even more because I left again for Curacao for three months. It just came back last week. And uh, during my time away, everything just like, just, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it just grew so, so, so much. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's true. Yeah. But Joy, what if I don't know if you're gonna put this on put this on the podcast because it's, it's getting long now. I don't know how you gonna cut this up, but this is for me. What is something? Well, probably from her too. What is something you saw that was different when you saw me and Denai be hanging out? You know, when you came to visit. 
Because you say you say you see my past with with majority of the women and stuff like that, and you seen those kind of interactions. What did you see that was kind of different? Uh, it wasn't forced. It wasn't like a. Because from your past relationships, the two standouts were Kayla and Destiny. Yeah. Kayla, I think that one was, it wasn't a bad one, but over time, it just became, y'all just drifted away from each other, and her parents grew unhealthy, like, to your parents, which I, that's just the infectious thing your parents do, everybody. So, that one didn't really end that badly. It was just that Kayla was really socially awkward around us. Like, when she came around, me, you, Mark, Mike, eventually she got used to it. (laughs) Because we're not quiet people. We're very ourse- yeah, oh, outgoing. We're very much ourselves. Hey, yeah. Very yeah. much ourselves. Yeah. Like, if somebody walks into the room and we all playing the game talking crap, we're going to keep talking crap. It don't matter who comes yeah. downstairs. Hey, hey, Jay. Yeah. Like, in, in those in those groups, I'm probably the most passive. Yeah. That's yeah. the crazy part. Yeah. <laughs> all of us, all of us, are, if we playing cards... Like Ernest, yeah. is prob- Ernest is going to be the quieter one, and I can tell you the entire situation just isn't quiet. And with Destiny, um, what I've seen with her is that whenever when we were on the cruise, you didn't seem to always be enjoying yourself. You were always just kind of like mostly just sitting back, just kind of following her lead, whatever she wanted to do. It was over overwhelming. And a lot of things that yeah. she wanted to do, she kind of took the first step on. And when I seen you with Denali, it was just none of that. It was very natural. Denali was her own personality, and her personality didn't need you to be around for her to be her. Everything oh, was wow, pretty much yeah. the same. It didn't really, nothing wavered, nothing felt forced or anything y'all were just very much and that's something i think is important in a relationship is for you guys to be able to be yourselves separately so when you are together Mm -hmm. you are still yourselves but you benefit off of each other's energy too Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not just about trying to morph and form and make the other person happy Mm -hmm. your happiness should be within you already and the other person should understand what makes you happy so they do they take steps to not encourage the things that are just going to drive you into a hole and also whenever the longer your relationship goes as one of my friends very eloquently told me people don't get married or they don't stay in relationships because of what they like about each other they get married and stay in long-term relationships because they know what bullshit they could put up with and they're willing to put up with it and Mm -hmm. just being around y'all it was very easy to see if y'all were to go down that route. Y'all communication is open and nobody seems to want to overstep the other person. So that's a really big key that I've never seen in any of Ernest's past relationships. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a good, really, we should call you. And <laughs> I was like, I, how's your relationship? Oh, Jordan, they will explain it to you. Oh, man. I'll tell you, you got so much insight, man. So, yeah. so for you to say that, and like you only seen me and I hang out twice. Yeah. Yeah, and we weren't even a thing. When, yeah, it wasn't even a thing, man. So. I'm not sure I liked him back then. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I like the part where you said um, you can see how we're on our own person, which is a huge thing for me. And that's something I say all the time. I'm like, 
it like Trey does not he does not make me like he's that I'm I'm a whole person by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't basically I don't need him to be happy. Mm-hmm. But he adds to my happiness and I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think what he's saying is like he said nobody tries to overstep each other. Yeah. And like me I give myself fully to the person I'm with so I can either be overstepped or walked over. Yeah. So that's to true. have somebody who's considerate of me and you know, and kinda say I guess Saving for myself, I guess, or yeah. not, not, is is really good because if not, I could easily be taken advantage of. Yeah, you know? I can see that. I can definitely see so. that. Even now here in in the house with people always coming over and using your house as their house. I mean, every time I'm cleaning, I'm like, these people. Why am I the only one cleaning? I don't. I don't blame you at all. I blame the people because I'm like, you open your house, people come in, they cook, they do all these things, but I mean. They could do a better job, to be honest. Hey, well, I'm telling you, she run the house, though. <laughs> Thank you. Let you know, let you know, she run the house, man. I love it though. It's like she, she's captured my heart. She captured my vision of what I want in, in the environment I'm trying to set. So, you know, she just she just adds on and makes it makes it complete. So that's and that's really good. And um, and you know, I remember when I talked to you about it, Jay, uh, about her and far as like our goals and, and and you know what we want what we want out of life. You know, you said, dang, it kind of reminds me of, uh, it reminded you of my parents, you know, which when you said that, everybody spoke volumes to me, and you kind of reminded me from an outside perspective, you know, what my parents in their relation meant to, to the community, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything closing before we put a... Put a seal on this one. Uh, well, just let everybody know that I'm done looking. <laughs> All right. Well, this is my woman right here. Um, I would say some more stuff, but it's not time. But just know she she's mine. She's going to be forever be mine. I love her. And uh, I'm Help. excited. Help. No, I'm kidding. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. I'm but I'm really, I'm really excited about you know, starting my life together with her and uh, where we're going to go. It's, I've never been in a relationship like this, never had a uh, just a, a solid friend like this who, who really cares about me and gives me that open space just to be me, whether it's be good or bad or confusing times. She's always there trying to pick me up, and she's so considerate of me, which is which is really nice. So, And I think she just shares the, she shares the same vision that I have, shares the same passions I have, and I think... If you can find somebody who shares a vision with you and you guys both have a common goal that is bigger than you guys collectively but it's outside of you guys, it really helps bring you guys together in, in ways that you probably wouldn't think before because it's bigger than you. It's mm-hmm. bigger than your relationship. Yeah. And it really kind of puts things into perspective and, you know, petty stuff don't seem so big anymore. It's just, it's just petty. And you, can, <laughs> and you can be like, okay, this is not going to help toward a common yeah. goal, you know. For us to do what we got to do, we got to be one. For us to mm-hmm. accomplish the things we got to accomplish, we got to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And and one thing I, I think she she kind of taught me this with an analogy where it's like you know when you get into a relationship of any kind, you create a new entity, a new body is formed, and you got to feed it through communication. That's what the, that's how relationship lives. It thrives off communication. So if you starve it, it's gonna die. It's not gonna be able to function and do everything that it's supposed to do uh, due to malnourishment. So 
so her having that perspective, her having that view, it really puts things perspective. So she's not my enemy. She never been my enemy. But we're gonna fight against things that try to stop or block communication. Mm -hmm. Whether that be our own tiredness, pettiness, um, uh, people that try to make step in between. You know that you're not fighting against her, or she's not fighting against me. Mm -hmm. But we're fighting for the love. We're fighting for the communication to stay uh, mm -hmm. clear of debris, clear of obstacles. Which, if you fight with somebody, it's a, it's a good fight. You know you're gonna win every time. Not just that, but you got God in the middle of it too. Which, if you got God in the middle of it, y'all both serving God. Y'all both depending on God to to help you guys through. Ain't nothing gonna be able to stop y'all. So mm -hmm. I think that that confidence right there, just the confidence I have in her, the confidence she has in me, and the confidence I have in God that's who's in her is everything. So, yeah, I think that's a good closing remarks. <laughs> yeah. You got anything? I'm sorry. Uh, you said it all, dude. Okay, cool. Bet, bet. Great stuff. Great stuff. It has been the Culture Bros Podcast. We are out.